Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turn podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. On Mondays, we give you a recap of the previous week's shows, and usually on Fridays, we bring on a fan to tell us about their experiences with the show, uh, or we do a clip show, but as a special treat, every month this year, we're bringing a friend of the show, Phyllis Fletcher, on to share her favorite clips as she keeps plugging away at listening to every damn last episode of TVTL. My name is Mike Frizzell, and I live in an insect zoo in Kyle, Texas, and joining me from Seattle, Washington, the Wallingford neighborhood, Phyllis? Close. My husband calls it Finney Gulch. Finney Gulch. Oh, you're in Finney. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I lived in Greenwood. Finney's the next one over. Yep. Um, nice, a little nicer than Greenwood, mm-hmm. I thought. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice yep. brunch spots. I'm, I was impressed with Finney Ridge. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Phyllis is with us and also helping us out today from up I-35 in Dallas is Meredith All the Way Mayhan. Hello, Eminem. Hey there. Um, today, it, I'm excited about this one because um, we get to talk about parties. <laughs> uh, Phyllis is bringing us a clip from, I think it's 2008. Is it not, Phyllis? Yes, July 2008. Yep. July 2008. And yeah. it is um, it is a the aftermath of a failed bridal shower uh, <laughs> from... Uh, poor Jen Andrews. Uh, we will bring you that clip. Uh, not until we've caught up with Phyllis, of course. We have to find out what's going on in her life. Um, and then we will tell our own best and worst party stories. Of course, we have some housekeeping to do. There's a, We have a new item tonight to uh, share in housekeeping. And also, um, Phyllis is going to try to give Christy a little pep talk. Because Christy, you sounded a little down. Yeah. Last yep. week. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll we'll do that, and then we'll let you know, of course, how to get involved in these uh, Friday shows. But uh, while we have you, Phyllis, yes, we always want to catch up with your life. Um, <laughs> you are in your are you smack dab in the middle of your staycation? How long is this staycation going on? I am. Let's see, three quarters of the way through the staycation. Um, as you hear this, I'm almost done with the staycation. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm really glad I did it. I I have so it's two weeks total. Next time I'm gonna have three weeks, and um, I really need it. I think that that going back is always hard, but um, I do need these breaks. <laughs> My job is yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Well, so- you seem like you really have to be plugged in all the time. I mean, you have. You, it's like a 24 hour job because it's news and you have all these reporters and you never know when something's going to happen. So you're never able to just say, I'm not doing a damn thing for the next eight to 16 hours. Yeah, that, that pretty much doesn't happen. And I mean, at least, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to just check your phone and kind of see what's mm-hmm. going on. And when I have to snap into action, I don't have to physically go somewhere like my reporters do. That job is mm-hmm. the real hustle. That job mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I was only able to do it for so long before I needed a change. I was a reporter mm-hmm. for eight years. Um, so I really respect my reporters and want to support them. And because of that, like if they're going, I'm going, you know, like not, I'm not physically going, but I'm, you know, I'm helping them with whatever they need and just trying to make everything easier for them to get their stuff to the well, air. But you, you are unable really to mentally check out. And I noticed uh, when I um, I was sending out the run sheet and I got an auto reply from <laughs> yeah. your uh, KOW account and I, it made yes. me smile because I was good. like, <laughs> I was like, good, you know, yeah. maybe I should yeah. send the run sheet to this other lady and let her handle the show today and give Phyllis a break. <laughs> that would be 
funny. Yeah, she'd be like, "What is this? <laughs> yeah, is yeah. going on?" Yeah, my fill in. She's she's awesome for doing this, and and um, yeah, it's it's. So the sad part is that, um, you know, here's my little, my little work secret. All you people who are sending me emails while I'm on vacation, I'm actually seeing them. <laughs> so, cause it's on my phone. So I do actually see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been literally two or maybe three that I've said, okay, I, I can very quickly and easily respond mm. to this and it makes everyone's life easier, especially <laughs> right. mine. You know? Um, sweet of you, but... Well, but also it's about making it easier on myself when I get back. That's another part of it. And so I'm I'm kind of trying to tread that line of like, okay, let me not dive all the way in, but let me just make this easier for, for myself. Because there's certain things that it just, it, my fill-in is not connected to the right things to be able to do it. And so, um, but it's been a, it's been a fun, it's been a a fun week. Even the work things that have come up have been fun. Some of my reporters have gotten some awards during this time. So I've done little Mm -hmm. write-ups about their awards and it's been, it's been a nice way to kind of kick back and go, yeah, things have actually been pretty good. Right. One thing I've noticed from the chats that we're in is that uh, you seem to be spending a lot of time on the bus with your fan searching out uh, chicken yes. all over the Seattle Tacoma. Yes, area. I got a little bit of a slow start to my stay, Kay, because I was sick. And so there were some times that I slept all day and not in mm-hmm. a good way, like mm-hmm. just having a cold and being just kind of generally lame. But once I was better, I was like, okay, what's something I wouldn't normally have the time to do that I can do since it's during the day and, and I'm not working? And one thing is like, Try try restaurants that you're not sure are going to be good, so you're not subjecting your entire family to it. And mm-hmm. um, there was a chicken place in White Center, which is just south of Seattle, that I was really curious about. And it turned out to not be totally on point, but mm-hmm. I was glad I tried it. I was glad I took the time. And it's just fun to drive around in neighborhoods you don't normally get to and just kind of see what's changed and what's the same. Right. Took a couple pictures. Um, it was it was nice. So I was glad I got to do that. <laughs> so, uh, well, where do you get these leads on the on the chicken? I Man, mean- I mean, sometimes it's word of mouth. Sometimes it's just I have a friend named Ron who was awesome about posting. Um, he's one of these people who takes pictures of of his food when he goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a person who I find out about a lot of, um, I find out about a lot of new restaurants from him. Um, and just, yeah, things that my friends post and things about, I've noticed the new thing now is like, you got to go to this place cause they're going to run out of food. I think that's sometimes a hype thing, but it does kind of suck me and it make me go run out like this yeah. scarcity <laughs> thing. Oh, it must be amazing. And then sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So yeah, mostly Facebook postings is how I find out about stuff. Sometimes it's it's a reposting of an article, and sometimes it's just my friend going, "Man, this is on point," and taking a picture of it and and posting well, it. Food pictures don't bother me at all. Food and pets—that's yeah, it's that's fun. Great. I yeah. know. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people kind of stuff at all, and it, it's helpful to me too. Yeah, a lot of people crack on people who take pictures of their food when they go out, but it seriously is helpful to me because. Um, you know, especially in the case of my friend Ron, A, he's good at it, so it makes it kind of fun. And B, you know, I really do find out about a lot of restaurants that I wouldn't have the time to find out about otherwise. So he's, there used to be this Tumblr called Pictures of Asians Taking Pictures of Food. <laughs> 
I took a picture of Ron for that once, and we, but I couldn't figure out how to submit it. Um, but you know, I mean, everybody does that. Come on, but um, you know, my friend Ron qualified. I think being for that being fight. good at at the photography is very important. Cause yeah, because otherwise it's gross. It looks disgusting. <laughs> otherwise, that's when I have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. It's all I've I've noticed. I've seen my friend Ron set up some shots now, and um, it's about lighting and placement mm-hmm. and just being aware of what looks shiny and what doesn't. Right. Yes. <laughs> Part of it. If someone were in my restaurant and they were getting ready to take a food picture, I'd say, wait, and yeah. then we, I'd get out some lights. And, right. You know, <laughs> Where's my food style? Real nice. I go, okay, now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put some nice flat flat light on it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Some filters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Phyllis, uh, Meredith's not – this is all going to be news to Meredith, I think, because this all happened in the larger chat that we're in and not the LRB chat. Uh, yes. Um, you signed Gus up for a camp. Uh, was it for this week? <laughs> yes, it would have been this week. It would have been this week. And, yes. And it turned out that he couldn't go. What, what happened there? Yeah. So what happened was um, – uh, he got excited about this thing he heard about called Ninja Camp. And um, it was a ninja-themed week-long day camp. And uh, he has a regular day camp that he goes to that's cheaper, but we could afford to do one week as a splurge. So we said, all right, we'll 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 sign you up for this. And um, the day before Ninja Camp was to have started – we got a note saying, remember, your kid has to bring all these things. Um, and it was a, a long list of things um, that we were finding, some of which we were finding out about at the, lo- at the last minute. And one of those last minute things was a Nerf gun. And he happens to have one, but um, we didn't give it to him. And we let him keep it, but only use it for like target practice type things. Home defense. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's the only like, reason to have a gun. Mm-hmm. We don't let him shoot it at mom or at dad. Um, right. Just his, intruders. Yeah. And when his friends are over, even the intruders, a.k.a. his friends, um, do not get shot at. He can just mm-hmm. aim for something on the wall. Uh-huh. Um, right. And and so we were like, Wait, we're not really comfortable with that. And then the other part was that um, on the fourth day of camp, they were going to take them to Wild Waves which um Andrew has talked about uh it's a it's a fun place it's got water slides and rides and all these kind of things but Gus is only 6 and their age range at Ninja Camp is um pretty wide and he would have been the youngest kid and you know mm-hmm. it's just it was a dicey situation to me i was like you know they don't know him he doesn't know them and he's never been to a water park. He's never been to water park right. or wild waves. And mm-hmm. he's good at following directions, but there's there's something about being around people you really know. You know, I mean, yeah. especially when you're a little mm-hmm. kid, when you look you'll around, stick to them. Yeah, you'll recognize them better. Yeah. You know, you'll be your friends will be like, "Where's mm-hmm. Gus?" You know, and I was just like, "Man, what is this?" And so. I called the guy, and granted, I was kind of wound up, but he was pretty defensive. And I just really wasn't comfortable with the responses. Um, and so we just decided he's not doing this. Um, I mean, I guess I could say I decided, but Josh agreed. Um, this is not happening. And, um, so one thing I can say for the guy is he immediately offered a refund when he could tell I was upset and, and he gave it. And, um, it was a check that cleared immediately. So it's all fine. Um, but, it got me thinking about like, 
does this guy really know what he's doing? Because one mm-hmm. thing I noticed also was um, he didn't appear to have a medication policy, and that's pretty standard for mm-hmm. any childcare situation. Mm-hmm. And um, we looked and couldn't find him in in the system of uh, of licensed childcare facilities, and. I was like, man, is this guy operating without a license? This is crazy. And I looked into it. He more. does have a human trafficking license. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is registered. I looked into it more and found out that a license is not required in Washington wow. State Ooh. for um for for any child care that operates for three months of the year or less, um, or um four hours a day or less. That's and upsetting. so you can run all kinds of after school programs or summer programs or both without completely without a license. And then you don't need things like field trip policies and medication policies and things like that. And wow. so the guy was was doing nothing wrong at all. Right. You know, and um the fact that he gave a refund was even like, man, good on you. You know, like he certainly didn't have to do that. Um but he did do it, and I'm glad he did, but I'm also disturbed by the fact that this is completely unregulated. So, like, Mike, you could open um, Mike's Bug Killers <laughs> Day Camp in, in Washington <laughs> State and, um, you know, spray chemicals with the kids all day and probably not get in trouble. <laughs> if, if anyone Googled me, they, they would probably get out of the camp pretty fast. <laughs> If they Googled you, I mean, that's the thing. I had to put it on me too. Like I didn't think to look into any of this until I got some info I didn't like. You know, it just didn't happen to sit well with me the day before. I wouldn't wouldn't have given you a refund though. Right. I wouldn't have given you a refund though, Phyllis, because I need to pay my restitution still. (laughs) This guy's not in as bad a financial situation as I am after robbing all those banks. So. Yeah, he seems he seems to be pretty clean. I I can say that. Um but um and you know, I I didn't do as much looking into the guy as Josh did. Um, How did Gus take it though? Man, he so he overheard me basically having a cow and then coming out and very calmly telling him that he's not going and he instantly mm. like almost before I was done with the sentence said, "That's okay." And I was like, oh. oh. And then he looked down and was kind of looking away from us. And I could tell he was trying to not cry. And mm-hmm. I felt really bad. And one thing I can say for Gus is he he never questioned or cajoled or anything to try to go back. I think he was alarmed that we were so alarmed. And we were trying to just say, look, we we just don't know enough about it. But it doesn't seem like this is a good situation for kids as young mm-hmm. as you. And um, I think that it scared him that we were talking that way, like that we mm-hmm. were so serious mm-hmm. about it, you know. And, um, you know, I th- but then also he was relieved when the next day he was asking a lot of questions about like, what's a license? Does he have one? Does he need one? You know. <laughs> right. He was right. He was asking a lot of questions. And then when the answer was he doesn't have one, but it turns out he doesn't need one. It's just that mom and dad mm-hmm. don't like how he's doing it um but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's wrong he was relieved because partly because one of his friends was going and also partly because i think he was um fearing the wrath of mom on this guy's behalf mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was like my mom's gonna 
shut this guy down and I feel bad. And, oh, yeah. And know. then his friend wouldn't get to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he was going to yeah. think that it was all his fault because that's right. how kids think about that stuff. If Gus had ever been to a water park before, he might have been a little more upset because once kids have gotten a taste of the water park, they're like, oh. <laughs> I know. And he did say like, oh, I, I've heard of wild waves. I know what that is, you know. And mm-hmm. and we just told him, yeah, you'll get to go sometime, but just right. not this time with these not people. Yeah. And um and he he was amazing about it actually. I mean, I think I would have had a fit if I had <laughs> right. if I if that's something like that had happened to me at that age, I would have made my mom's life hell. So um yeah, Gus is pretty awesome. All right. So you're here to tell yeah. us about a moment this was in the radio days, two thousand and eight. Yes, July twenty first and twenty second. 2008, um, which were a Monday and a Tuesday. And um, I just love this one because I I experienced it unfolding with um, Jen the week week before this. She was talking about how busy she was going to be Friday and um, because she was going to be busy Saturday because Saturday was this huge bridal shower that she had been planning for her friend for months and she needed to look cute for it. She needed to have her hair done a certain way. Um, she had all these things she had to set up. She had to go out to her mom's place to do it because Jen's place was under construction at the time. And so all these plans and then um, the party went completely awry due to no fault of Jen's. And um, it was, you know, we all know what a great planner Jen is. And so it was all the more frustrating to listen to this. And Luke did a great job of interviewing her about it and then um, really turning a negative into a positive, yeah. <laughs> for especially <laughs> for the listeners. All right. Um, Jeremy, you can roll that tape for us. On Friday, Jen, you were going on almost no sleep. You had dark night stuff that you were dealing with in the morning. You had hair. You had to get, to get your hair did. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, well, are you just going to go home and go to sleep after the show? Aren't you excited to get some rest? And you said, no, no, no. I've got to make little party favors. I'm throwing this bridal shower. Or, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a bridal, baby shower. Sh- bridal shower mm-hmm. on Saturday morning. i got to be up at the crack of dawn with all kinds of amazing uh, little food and stuff. Uh, what happened? Uh, well, yes, I raced around all day on Friday. I, I can't even go into all the details that I did for right. the shower, but the shower was pretty amazing that I threw, I have to say. Yeah. And it was to begin at 11 a.m., on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and at 11 a.m., I had the mimosa. I had a mimosa station, and I had a coffee station, and I had a fresh berry station. I'd gone to the Pike Place Market and got all these fresh berries and oh. washed each one and dried them and everything. So I had berry stations, and I had mimosa stations. I had all the stations, and I had done a big cake with a Lyle Lovett lyric on it. Oh my god! And I was standing in my really adorable little outfit, and I waited, and waited, and 11:15 uh, came, and then at 11:20. The bride-to-be called to say she was stuck in bite of Seattle traffic. And I said, well, that's okay, because there's nobody here. And then she kind of started to tear up a little bit. I said, but it's okay, because I have champagne. Was this at your house? No, my house is under construction. Oh, yeah. And so it was at my mom's house. Oh, wow. So I was at my mom's, and I waited and waited. Which is a nice place. Nice place. And you had it all tricked up. You had had catered food, right? Mm -hmm. And no one came. So... 
at about 11.30, the bride-to-be arrived with her mother and her mother to, mother-in-law-to-be and her sister-in-law-to-be. And that, and we had the shower. Was there anyone else who showed up who wasn't in her immediate family or you? Uh, no. Well, uh, yes. Uh, one, one of her friends came, uh, but she, she just came to drop off the gift because she had to leave. Oh. And I begged her to stay for cake. She said she couldn't stay for cake, but she would stay for a little quiche. So she did stay for about a half an hour. What <laughs> do you think went wrong? Well, I have thrown conservatively 30 showers of some sort. And I have thrown many of them on a Saturday morning. But maybe in retrospect, a Saturday morning in July wasn't a good idea. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of because... This, my friend has like a huge circle of friends who love her and are devoted to her and all these people that she thought would come, who she threw their showers for them. All I can think of is that I just chose the very worst Saturday in the history of time. Well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, don't be so hard on yourself, first of all, that you chose the wrong Saturday. It seems like it may have been really unfortunate timing. Well, and I had been worried that a Saturday in July that those fill up quickly, and so I sent the invitations, which I designed and had printed. Um, I sent the invitations out six weeks early, which is a little more than etiquette says, just because I knew that you know the Saturdays fill up in the summer. I think that may have been part of your problem, though. Uh, it sounds like these invitations you made were incredibly... Uh, ornate and pretty and well thought out. You you designed you you had Jason mm-hmm. custom design a thing and mm-hmm. you did them, but I think that in this day and age, you might have been better off doing an evite, which I know you think is super D class A. Well, that's never going to happen. You'll never do an evite. I will do an evite for a spur of the moment family barbecue. Right, but the thing is, I because uh, because I, here's what I think. I th- this is where I think. You are a much you are a, a super reliable person. You're one of the most reliable people I've ever met. And if you receive something in the mail that says there's a party six weeks from now, you will write it down on your calendar. You will live your whole life accordingly for the following six weeks. You will know that it's going to happen, and you will. It, it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how people work in this day and age. And I'm not. I'm not blaming you. I'm not saying it was your fault, but I'm saying it's a sad thing that in this day and age, if you mail somebody. And uh, a beautiful, hand-designed, hard-worked-on invite, there's less of a chance of them coming than if they have an evite that's emailing them every three days going, don't forget about this thing. <laughs> and then you can check everybody. Oh, look, there's 25 people invited. And I you know, I can see that eight of them are coming, eight of them are not coming. I mean, the it's it, I, I know what you mean. Evite is not classy, but it's so darn effective for this kind of thing. You still wouldn't consider doing it for a future party? Well, maybe a side. Could Luke, you do a I'm side actually thing? ready. I'm ready to make an announcement today on TBTL. <coughs> so am I. If you got cute hair, I'm gonna say, "Damn, girl, you got some cute hair." Okay, we got that out of the way. What's your announcement? This was my final shower. <gasps> I'm retiring because clearly I no longer know no. what the <sighs> kids are doing. Because I just stood there thinking, I did everything exactly the way I've done every shower for 15 years, and I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, I'm going to let the next generation pick up the shower torch. <laughs> it sounds like an awesome shower. I wish you would have invited me. I know I didn't know her, but <laughs> there was booze. There was delicious food. I know. It was so, I just can't, to this, I just can't even believe it. it but was couldn't so... you do the exact same shower, but just use an Evite? I mean, does, you have to throw the whole thing out because you're really good at this stuff. This is why the prom, 
not to shill for the prom, but this is why the prom is going to be awesome because, Jen, you don't ever leave things half done. Even here on the show, when we do some silly thing where it's like there's, we're going to make a, a you know, fruit cup. You bring in like this elaborate thing. Jason's here. You're cutting up fresh stuff. There's like a special plate for it. Like you don't do anything half uh, half uh, asked. I can say asked, yes. right? <laughs> Very gun shy after Thursday <laughs> and Saturday. <laughs> I think you're so good at. I think this is a, something that you is a natural talent, and it would be sad if you. I mean, you don't want to go out on a such a sour note. I know, but for me, the invitation is such a huge part of it. To me, that announces to people what kind of event it will be, if it's whimsical, if it's serious. Like It's such a huge part of it to me to, to leave out the invitation. I, I just can't do it. What about this? What if you send the invitation and it has in a very nice, not a gauche looking way, please visit our website at or please visit our Evite page. So then it's it's a paper mm-hmm. invite. They get to do all that stuff, and it's classy. Mm-hmm. But then it's also directing them to this kind of digital world. That I could do. I can handle that. Because, Jen, you have a rare talent for this stuff. And I just think it would be a bummer if you pulled yourself out of the game. I had even written this really great game. I should have brought it in. <laughs> we could have played it because nobody got to play it. But I did this... Um, list of, you know, the taglines on movie posters? Uh-huh. It was a list of taglines from movies about weddings. <gasps> and then the other side was the names of the weddings. You had to match up which tagline went with which wedding. It was oh great. Oh my gosh. This was like, this is like that scene in various movies where the kid sitting at the end of the table, <laughs> every place is set, there's a huge cake, <laughs> and they're just crying mm-hmm. into their ice cream bowl. I actually realized that that's what I'll do tomorrow as a treat for all of us is I'll bring in the cake because it's in my fridge. They didn't you didn't eat the cake? Well, we ate some of it. Four pieces of a gigantic cake. What happened to the food? It sounds delicious. Is that um, gone? Yeah, we just we ate it all weekend long. Jason and I ate quiche every single meal. We had it Saturday night for dinner, Saturday morning for breakfast, and Saturday night for dinner. Kill for some quiche. Wouldn't you kill for some quiche, Sean? Yeah. That sounds delicious. I think I already have. Sorry, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Will you bring in the game tomorrow, too? You want to play the game? Yes. Do we have the bridal shower? Yeah. (laughs) On-air production. (laughs) It's the best kind. Yes. Let's. Can we have that lady in? (laughs) No, she lives in Tacoma. It would be too much of a... She could never get up here from Tacoma. (laughs) Could we do the... Could we have a do-over... Yes. At least could we use, at least could we honor the bridal shower by using every part of the bridal shower? <laughs> yes. Like a, like a Navajo <laughs> catching a buffalo, even the buffaloes didn't live in the Southwest, probably. <laughs> could we at least do that? Yeah. I don't want I all like your, that. I don't want all your hard work to be for naught. Okay. We'll have a little TBTL bridal shower tomorrow. Okay. TBTL bridal shower. And really, if that, if that, if that gal, I mean, she probably doesn't want to revisit the topic. But if somehow, if it, if, it, if, it, if it would help her, if it would be cathartic, we could have her up here. We could have her bridal shower. <laughs> and all the people that didn't show up can pretty much bite yeah. us. Yeah. We're having quiche. Actually, the quiche is gone. The quiche is gone. I do have to say that by like one thirty, I was just drinking. You know, I, 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 ditched, the, <laughs> I ditched the OJ oh, pretty quickly. No. I was just doing the champagne. And so I feel so bad for the bride-to-be because I was like going off on all her loser friends. Oh, I know exactly how that goes. I have. I, what happens is when you mimosas, there should be some kind of a thing like it's part uh, pre- home pregnancy test. <laughs> you know, part a breathalyzer that tells you because what happens is the ratio of champagne to orange juice starts getting really out, of, out whack. of whack. The first one's like mostly orange juice with a splash <laughs> and then it starts to get lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter and then at some point you're just drinking gasoline Yeah, right out of the can. 
Like you went in the garage, you moved the lawnmower. You need something you can put like like it could be a stir stick that also tells you you got way too much champagne going in this in this mimosa glass. That's a freebie, America. That's a good idea. All right. Well, I'm really glad about this. Uh, that that maybe we're going to be able to make some kind of uh, a lemonade out of these lemons. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited for the wedding game. Mm-hmm. Um. So you do have cake still, right? Yep. Okay. Good. Lots of cake. Let's have a bridal shower, okay? okay. Take us through it, Jennifer. Okay. What are we going to do here? Yeah. So, uh, first of all, <laughs> since we've already finished our meal and we're now having our cake, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fun thing about this cake is it's a traditional chocolate cake, triple layer with chocolate frosting. And because the bride-to-be loves Lyle Lovett, I went with a theme from one of his songs that is, You Can't Resist It When It Happens to You. And so the cake has beautiful writing on it that says, You Can't Resist It. Oh. And that also tied in all the invitations that you can't resist it when it happens to you. And so that's the cake that we're enjoying right it's now. It's very good. It's so chocolatey. Mm-hmm. Good. So good. as to be almost almost too much. Mm-hmm. Like You have to have a really thin slice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which these are not. <laughs> I'm starting to feel just the littlest bit sick to my stomach. <laughs> Especially after that huge meal we just had. Yes. Yes, all the quiche. Yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> then to go with that... Uh, <clears throat> To connect to it, the wine that we're having is layer cake, and it actually has a picture of a cake on it. And now, so that's fun. So, when you, how does this exactly happen? You're at the place buying the wine, and you see it's called layer cake. Or in your mind, when you select the cake, you think, "Oh, I also enjoy that wine. That that's layer cake." Um, no, I knew that I wanted to, to serve layer cake with my cake. <laughs> so that was already yes. that was not a, that was not a happy accident. No, no, no. That was a part of the plan. Okay, um, so we're having layer cake wine. We're having actual layer cake. And we're listening to, this is the CD that would have right. been playing, or was playing, I guess, right. for just a few people. This played, uh, uh, it was wonderful, too. joyful music that was Crowded House, something so uh-huh. strong. It's all specially picked love songs celebrating finding love and uh-huh. how that makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And I did I mention how cute I look? Because <clears throat> I was wearing this really cute little striped skirt with a little red wrap blouse, and I looked adorable. I had on little black jelly heels. Mm. Oh. Jellies. Where, was Jason there with you? Jason was, I had asked Jason if he would attend to be the Candid's photographer. Yeah. And so he was there with his camera and he took a lot of Candid's and listened to her mother speaking in the corner in hushed tones. <laughs> was he able to catch the tears? <laughs> he said there was many moments where he just kind of uh, subtly walked away because it wasn't a good moment. Well, you know what? You know what? <laughs> We've got wine and a delicious cake and uh, party favors and... Uh, good company. And, yes. Yes. Uh, so... Absolutely. What was the what was the party that you planned? I mean, well, I'm sorry. What was the uh, the game that you okay. planned? Okay, so the game is I'm going to give you each a copy so you can play. And if people at home want to play, they can go to our website mynorthwest.com/tbtl. There's a copy of the game there. And basically, what you have is movie taglines on the top, and that's the line that's on the movie poster. And they're all describing movies about weddings. And below it, you'll find 11 movie titles. And you have to figure out which tagline goes to which movie. So let's start with the first one. Okay. This is the tagline. Tagline. Love is wonderful until it happens to your only daughter. Oh, my gosh. You think you know, Grace? Addie? 
It is, and you don't even have a game. Adelaide, uh, Adelaide. <laughs> Adelaide guest father, <laughs> father, father of, of the bride. bride. That is correct. Sight unseen. Number wow. two is pretty self-explanatory if you can put it together. Number two is catch her if you can. Oh, yeah. Runaway yeah. bride. Runaway bride. That's yeah. correct. That was more just a uh, deduction than yeah. the actually... I, I think... I'm looking at the list of weddings. There's a, I mean, movies, rather. There's 11 wedding movies. I'm going through them, and I'm looking. Have I seen any of these? I've seen... I've seen The Princess Bride, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and I think I saw half of The Wedding Singer. I'm going wow. a two and a half out of ten. You're not 11. a woman. That's what I just found out. Yeah. Addie's going to be my special okay. my special helper outer, I think, on this. Number All right. three. He's quite engaging. She's otherwise engaged. She's quite engaging. He's otherwise engaged. My best friend's wedding. <clears throat> Because um, isn't he otherwise engaged to her friend? Or something? He is. The Mur- preacher's wife? Muriel's wedding. No. Nope. Um, it's one of the ones Luke's seen. Four weddings and a funeral. Yes. <laughs> is she with someone else in that movie? Yes. Andy McDowell is engaged to someone else. I she actually marries in the American. I'm sorry? What <laughs> I just said I loved her in Groundhog's Day. <laughs> we don't have to whisper just because Van Morrison's on. <laughs> Okay, number four. They needed help. What they got was a miracle. I'm guessing the preacher's wife. Because it's, you know... Isn't that Whitney Houston? Yes, and Denzel. All right. Okay, Luke, how are you doing? On on the game? Yeah. On my cake? On my wine? Well, Addie got one. Sean got one, and I think you've got one. Yeah. Is that where we are right yes. now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a contest. Yeah, it's a game. I have one. I have one. Sorry, I've just been guessing before everybody else, which is not fair at all. I apologize. <laughs> okay, so just jump in if you think you know it. Okay, okay. So I have one. Shawnee, you have one? I do. I don't know which one I got. And Adzi, you have one? You got Runaway Bride. Oh, okay. Sean did. Okay. Okay. All right. Number five. She gets kidnapped. He gets killed. It all turns out okay. Uh, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dottori in the lead. Good job. That's right. This is another one where deduction will help you. The rain is coming, and so is the family. Addy. <laughs> no. Oh. They haven't covered monsoons yet at your uh, school, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> monsoon wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, monsoon wedding. The rain is coming, and so is the family. All okay. Right. Number seven. A comedy about finding your heart and losing your head. A comedy about finding your heart. My big fat Greek wedding? No. <clears throat> Maybe if I read it more like a movie trailer announcer guy. Uh-huh. It's a comedy about finding your heart <laughs> and losing your head. Does that help? Is that jogging anyone's memory? Uh, losing your head. Uh, we already did Father of the Bride, right? Wedding yeah. planner. No. This is a movie where um, a guest at the wedding realizes that she is in love with the groom and causes my best all- friend's wedding. Yes, oh. Ty goes to the child. Okay, but give that to Addie. I guess I don't understand the tag. She gets. She oh, I was looking at number head. five. She goes wacky. I was looking at number five where she gets kidnapped. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, number eight. Love is here to stay, and so is her family. And now that would have to be my big fat creek yes. wedding. Yes. It's a tie. Addie and I each get half a point. <laughs> okay, number nine. 
a romantic comedy about love, destiny, and other events you just can't plan for. Yes, Addie. She caught my inflection. Yes. You really kind of tipped your hand there a little bit, Andrews. (laughs) Well, it's a party. You know, I'm not trying to make it unfun for anyone. Right, right. Did you actually administer this game? No. I never pulled it out. And did the the thought ever cross your mind? Like, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. (laughs) Maybe a little game will will help lighten the mood. But, like, it would have been like this with three people. I guess this is working out This is fun. I'm enjoying it. I mean. (laughs) Maybe I should (laughs) have. I think at that point I was so dejected. I just thought, let's just get through this. Did you have the music going? Oh, yeah. Loud. And at one point the bride asked me if I would turn it down. And I said, there are like four people here. It's good that it's loud. At any point did you think, because your folks have a hot tub, I'm sure. Yes. Probably a really fancy one. Did you think, let's just get as drunk as four people have ever been and get in the hot tub? Well, the two mothers, the mother and the future mother-in-law, do not drink. So they were having straight orange juice. If there was a time to start, yeah. <laughs> even at age 53, if this may have been... a time to start. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, number 10. She's not just getting married. She's getting even. Haven't we guessed every single one of these yet? Yeah, I feel no. like every... I've, Muriel's wedding. Yes. Oh, Tony Collette. So where are we? Who's ahead? I think it's a... I think Addie's ahead. You and Addie have it? Okay. Yeah. Last question. Before the internet, before cell phones, before rollerblades, there was a time. 1985. I know this one. Don't pretend you don't remember. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yes, that's a good point, Adelaide. Every other one has been crossed off the list. Sean, what is it? Um, what is it? The Wedding Singer. <laughs> that is correct. Woo! That was fun. So that was my game. That was fun. And, and now, if you would have done it in the party, it wouldn't have been call and response. It would have been everyone fills out their sheet, and then you read the right answers, right? Right. And how I do it is I have everybody get into pairs, and so there's like lots of loud murmuring in the room, and it ha- takes on that great party vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with just the four people, I felt like pairing them off would get a little silly. So I don't know if I should have pulled it out. It, I mean, you were there, you could read the situation, but it, it may have just made things worse. So, good job on the game. Thanks, everybody, for playing and participating. Oh, thank you. That was really fun. How That probably took you a long time to put together. It did. It took me a long time. I mean, how do you even begin that? You go on IMDb and you just search wedding? Well, first I brainstormed and came up with as many wedding-themed movies as I could think of. Uh-huh. And then I started looking up their movie posters. And How long would cool. you say? That, I bet you that took this took an hour, right? Yeah, probably about that. Solid hour of, of research. Yep. It's a good idea. It is. It's a great idea. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. This so, is a great wedding shower. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Uh-huh. <laughs> now we have a little John Hyatt. Oh, that's pretty. Okay, so now I have some little presents for you guys, just to thank you for coming and well, being could, such wonderful guests. Could we could we do this? Could we take a break? Sure. And then could we open the presents when we come back? Because I like to I like to you know torture myself a little bit. Okay. I like to you know that way I'll have something fun on the other side of the commercial to look forward to. Okay, so let's take a break. Uh, we're having a TBTL bridal shower for Melissa. And uh, and anybody else, by the way, feel free to co-opt this. Call this your wedding shower or your bridal shower. We'll be back with presents in a minute. Have a little faith.
This is Phil Henry. Join me next from 10 to 1. Right now, it's Too Beautiful to Live on News Talk 710 Cairo. Oh, my gosh. This is so sex in the city. Welcome back to our really classy, really fun wedding shower that Jen was trying to throw on Saturday to no avail. So rather than let all that cake and wine and those presents and... Van Morrison music go to waste. I know this isn't Van Morrison. It's actually Van Morrison and Ray Charles together going crazy. Pretty, pretty. You know, you can't get, um, well, anyway, it's a digression. You know that Ray Charles song, uh, You Don't Know Me Well? I can't find that anywhere online. I think you have to go buy the whole CD, which is very odd. It's not like an iTunes. I love that song. They use it in, I think they use it in, uh, oh my God. Since we're just sharing, just amongst us girls, I actually... <laughs> think that that um what's that george clooney michelle pfeiffer one fine roco i think that's a super cute movie i'm gonna be honest with you i think they used that song in there i thought that was what this was but it wasn't let's get back to the presence okay what's on what's on tap there? okay so um one thing i like to do at all of my showers is have a party favor a little gift for all my guests who have come thank them for being a part and for participating and having good attitudes mm-hmm <laughs> So nobody was there to get them. So <laughs> I have been giving them away right and left, and these are my last three. So I have one for Luke. Oh, thank one you. One for Addy. <clears throat> this is beautiful. It's a little like a Thanks. Chinese food to go container, yeah. but nicer and more permanent. And more polka dotty. Yes, yeah, it's got, it's got pink, polka pink polka dots on it. You guys Ooh, are really gonna like just this. what I've always oh. wanted. Wow, wow, wee wow, Sally Hansen diamond strength no chip nail color. Cool. All in the color pink. And oh, there's a little diamond God. in the middle, around the it's top center. It's is that, got the strength of diamonds. Is that a real diamond? Yes. That's really. This yeah, is. It's too bad people didn't come to the shower. Yeah, you shouldn't have done this, Jennifer. This was too much. I mean, real diamonds. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jen, thank you, thank you so much for this awesome bridal shower for Melissa that we were able to enjoy. You guys are really welcome. I, I have to say, if you would have, if I would have known it was going on, and if I would have known that there were going to be mimosas <laughs> and a couple of albeit sober, but still, cougars, and a hot tub, and nail polish. I mean, I would, I would have been there, and I would have probably had a heck of a time. Yeah, it was going to be great. Do you still stand by your um, your plan to never throw another shower, or has, has how awesome this shower went here tonight on the air, has it maybe changed your mind? No, I, I have still decided not to throw any more showers, but I will say that what this did for me is help me go out on a high and okay. not on a low. In the words of Oscar Wilde, I will shower no more. Yes. All right, well, you're a woman of principles, and we, we respect that. I think sometimes you can plan too hard. <laughs> um, because something is really important to you doesn't make it as important to everyone else. What you need to do is kind of, I think, be, I don't know. It's. It seems like if you send out paper invitations six weeks before a bridal shower, mm-hmm. that might be a little aggressive. Um, <sighs> even if you think it might be a popular weekend or something, it's so far removed from the event. And and I'm talking out of my ass here because I don't know anything about bridal showers or baby showers or anything like that. But is that typical? Six weeks and no and no evite, no nothing electronic. Man, I didn't think it was 
weird at all for because really? yeah because um there is kind of a tradition of having a cute paper invitation and if these people really were her good friends they might have been told at some point anyway just verbally oh my friend jen is going to throw a bridal shower for me it's going to be up at so and so place and and i hope you can make it you'll get the invitation soon and it's not the bride's responsibility to do that but it just comes up especially mm-hmm. with a bride like this who's kind of established with her friends and her career and and she you know she was in her late 30s at that time um you would think her friends would be a little more responsible sure. and and would at least notice, oh, wow, I got something nice in the mail. There was probably a phone number on it for the RSVP. And I wonder what happened there. Like, are these You're people right. who actually said they would come? And then yeah. that is whack. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever received an evite for something as formal as a bridal shower. Mm-hmm. I think I've always gotten paper mm-hmm. invites. Yeah, I I can't. Remember, I may have gotten both, but it's one of those kind of things where your absence is glaring. And if you're going to say no, you better say no right away. You know, say mm-hmm. no right away. And because this is another thing I can admit, Ugh, bridal showers, baby showers. And I've, you know, I've thrown them. I've been a guest. I've been the guest of honor. They are tedious. And there's some part, even if it's <laughs> a great friend and even if it's your honor, like there. There's a, an aspect of it where you're like, oh, God, because yeah. a lot of it is that you have to gin up some false enthusiasm a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone's behavior and appearance is subject to scrutiny, even if it's not by the guest of honor or the hostess. Just there's a lot of kind of well, what's going on with her? What's going on with her? Like everyone feels pressure to look great and be enthusiastic. And it can be emotional for people, especially if they're not happy in their relationship or they're not happy with the fact that they don't have one or they've been trying to have a child and it it hasn't worked or, or whatever. Um, you know, I skipped baby showers. Um, I didn't have trouble conceiving, but I just skipped them because I was like, these are so lame. I can't deal with it. And now I'm like, I guess it was kind of lame, but at least I, at least I RSVP'd no immediately when Mm -hmm. I got an invitation to something I knew I wasn't up for. Because if you can't be a good guest, you shouldn't go, but you also shouldn't just not show up. That is whack. (laughs) At the last one I went to, it was a bridal shower and there were nameplates at each of the seats so if you weren't there it was very obvious now how was the attendance i'm so sorry y'all have to go through these things (laughs) it was very well attended oh good okay (laughs) yeah yeah no it was fine but there were a couple people who are obviously rsvp'd and didn't show and maybe they Mm -hmm. had communicated something with the bride to be or something but their plates the (laughs) rest it was at a restaurant and their their names were still sitting at these empty chairs (laughs) i would leave the names up out the window too Ugh. Oh yeah, that's true. A per that's head cost. Frustrating. Yep. That's and even even with something in a home like what Jen did, she had it catered. She yes, went to all this. That must trouble. have been so expensive. Yeah, she and she got you know, she she got this cake made that sounded amazing. She had a mimosa station and a coffee station and a berry station with fresh berries she had gotten that morning. See, I'm getting worked up now. Mm. I'm like, I cannot believe it. Like, I'm not a gen anyway. I've only hosted one bridal shower and one bachelorette weekend, and that's it. But I've seen people go to effort and and have people just bail at the last second. And I've seen how frustrating that is for the host. Mm-hmm. And it just stinks, man. 
why do you why do you all do this if nobody really know. likes it and nobody really <laughs> wants to show up i think some people do like it and i yeah. think if the guest of honor likes to be made to feel special for a mm-hmm. little while you know mm-hmm. like especially if i have a friend who recently had a baby and she's been trying to conceive for so long. She's 42 and they had to go through all sorts of rigmarole and she finally got pregnant. And so her baby shower was a genuinely like thrilling event. And I was happy to go. Yeah, I really was. Cause I was yeah. very happy for her. And she recently had the baby very healthy. Everyone's great. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, we need to celebrate this. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she's wanted this for so long. <laughs> is, is there ever some element when something like that happens though, that you want to wait, you would want to wait until afterward to sell, like if it was like a, it's a health situation well, and you're sort of- maybe, I mean, that's always an iffy thing with, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with a baby shower, um, you kind of wait until you're pretty much out of the woods. She had it at about, right. I think eight months. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I'd want to, I'd want to schedule it for like a couple days before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, right. Cause I would just like feel so bad if something happened. Oh, you know? of course. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough. I, I, I do like going to them now, but, um, I guess I would feel at this point, I would feel more goofy at a bridal shower than a baby shower just because of my age. But, I would go. If I were invited, I would go. And, um, you know, the last ones I've been to have been pretty fun. But I just, I definitely remember times in my 20s where I wasn't happy with what was going on in my life. And I was like, mm-hmm. Ugh, really? Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes going to a wedding would be tough enough. Yeah. Um, and I would go, you know, but, but some, some bridal shower. Cause how else are you going to find day. a man if you don't go to <laughs> okay. a wedding? <laughs> yeah. Well, and these, these things really add up. Um, so yeah. in my twenties, I was pretty broke and, mm-hmm. and I remember having to go to several of these where I was like, mm-hmm. I can't afford it at yeah. all. Like, how am I going to do this mm-hmm. on top of the wedding and, you know, yeah. gift for this, gift for that bridal shower, bachelorette party, wedding. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and this, this woman's friends, I'm in what really now, come on. <laughs> What's up with that? Yes. That they, Amas did not show up. Like, that is really, really weird and lame. That I, you know, I got invited to something recently where, um, this, this kind of thing is the only type of explanation that I would find acceptable. My friend figured out, um, that um, the invitation she had sent out to her son's bar mitzvah, there was something between something that didn't go right between the address labels she used and the envelopes she used. The address labels popped off because the em- envelopes oh, were no. custom printed with her address. The post office was able to return them, but she hadn't used one of those systems where you write a number on the actual invitation inside um, to correspond to the guest you were sending it to. So she had no idea other than the people who RSVP'd from the, from the people she hadn't heard from, she had no idea who had received an invitation and who hadn't. Oh no. And so she did this frantic texting just last week. And that was how I find out that I'm invited to my first bar mitzvah on Saturday. So I'm really excited <sighs> about that and we're able to go and it's great. Um, but I thought, man, what an invitation nightmare. And that's the only, that's the only kind of thing where I'm like, if something like that happened, I guess I can get it. But um, then Jen would have probably had some idea that something had gone wrong because yeah. she was probably corralling the RSVPs. Right. 
you know. Well, I wanted to go back to that actually because yeah. um nowadays, I mean, I'm in my 50s now, but I put things directly into my calendar like people are using smartphones now and that's how they're managing their calendar. So it seems like we need to evolve a little bit there because, Mm -hmm. because then you could just get reminders all the time instead Mm -hmm. of like six weeks ago, you send in something and then you don't hear anything. Right. You know, and then you've forgotten, you know, now you're at wild waves on that Saturday morning. (laughs) You never got a reminder, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably what we'll start seeing, and I do this with work-related things sometimes, is like having a QR code on the invitation. And so then you can use your phone to just take a picture of it mm-hmm. and then it'll it'll do whatever the QR code is telling it to do. Boom, so maybe done. it's going to an evite. Add it to your yep. calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, or it could be going to any kind of URL or whatever the QR code is telling it to do. So... Yeah, maybe we'll be seeing some of that. But that, of course, was not an option for Jen in 2008. Yeah. Well, um, I'm in favor of – because I generally don't like parties. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, game – I mean, I actually am in favor of like icebreakers and games and things like that because I'm I'm competitive and Uh (laughs) I like to look smarter than everyone, so – and this was a great game because it takes it away from the immediate situation. You know, yeah. a lot of people have seen a lot of those movies. And even if you hadn't, it can be kind of fun to see, oh, who's really, really good at this? And, right. you know, it just kind of like that was a really, really good game. And I think even Andrew likes games like that where you're trying to match the tagline with the mm-hmm. movie. So that he's was, done that quiz yeah. on his own show, I think. That's what I thought, yeah. And I think he even did it on Cairo Radio with Ross and Burbank. Yeah. So um, I just – I thought that was neat uh, that – that she thought of that game because some of these games are total duds, but that was a good one. Oh, baby shower games can be so bad. <laughs> What's like? What are the? What are the baby oh, showers? Have you ever heard of the candy bar one? Yes, and I'm the, sure and you the know Gerber this, Phyllis. But Mike, this is something where. Yeah. Oh yeah, the baby food. So the yeah. the candy bar one is where they'll take several diapers and they'll melt a candy bar in it, and you have to try and guess what candy bar mm-hmm. it is by looking at the melted. <laughs> okay. So bad. Just, that is nasty, man. Mm-hmm. I cannot deal with that. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing that everybody knows about. That's, it's that's so amazing. gross, dude. Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah, and you can do it with like you know processed baby food, also. Yes, with that in the in the diaper, and it's like, is mm. this the and you know I the think parents or the yeah babies? I don't think you're going to be s- yeah. <laughs> Boys are not going to be safe from this forever because I think the newer thing is to have men and women involved to invited to baby oh, showers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, my husband was recently invited to a gender reveal party. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> Man, what's up with that? Is he going? He, he, it already happened and he totally forgot to go. Oh, <laughs> oh it wasn't for both of you. It was just no, for him. I wasn't involved. Oh, I'll tell you guys more about this <laughs> offline. This has to do with the shorter girl I was telling you about the other day. Um, um, okay. He was invited. I was not, which is fine Whoa. but ah. it was on it was on the calendar <laughs> <laughs> now um, that ain't right i gotta say that ain't right because i mean a awesome that you didn't have to go and then it's kind of hilarious that he forgot but b yes. you unless it's a specific like guys only girls only thing you do not invite someone and not invite their spouse that is whack yeah you just don't <laughs> do that to something like that I know. you don't do it Short anonymous backstory. There's a there's a person who we know 
my husband is friends with her husband and we are absolutely not friends. So she's having a baby. Um, and this is party. Messed she up. Done, she done messed up there. Well, I've now. gone, I, you know, we socialize together cause we have to. Yeah. Um, and we're always very civil and kind to each other, Yeah. but we don't want to hang out and that's quite clear, but it was very interesting that she just totally didn't invite me to this. Yeah. Mm. That's not okay. That's, that's I not I would okay. be interested in going to like a parentage reveal party, like hosted by Maury Povich. <laughs> <laughs> People throwing chairs and shit, off duty police officers, cracking heads. <laughs> When, when I was pregnant, someone, what, you know, like I, I kind of, as much as I'm more of a Luke than Andrew, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't super psyched to have, um, a ton of people being jacked up about my pregnancy. Um, but when it was time, I said I was pregnant and people were very, very excited and it was very nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the funniest thing that was said at that time, but highly inappropriate was, um, when I said I was pregnant. Um, someone said, oh, congratulations. Who's the father? Whoa. I know. As a joke or? Yeah. As a total joke. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But, um, definitely it's like, I find it more funny now than I did then for sure. (laughs) Cause I mean, you know, I'm, I, you know, I was married at that time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's, I guess that's the joke as they say. 97% sure it's my husband. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, (laughs) So not okay to say, especially at work. No. Yeah, but yeah. I had I had to give the person props for making that joke at a public radio newsroom that's normally very serious <laughs> and very PC. It's like, right. okay, I got to give it to you. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, do y'all believe that uh, Jen actually retired? Yes, from party planning. I do. I from from shower planning specifically. Yes. Okay. I not do. party I, planning. I, but but shower plan. Yeah. I don't right. think she physically could stop party planning. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like dinner party. You know how much she loves to have dinner parties. Yes. Yeah. Birthday parties and stuff. So. And I think she's amazing at it. But I don't blame her a bit for um, not wanting to do this anymore. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, like right. I said, I think it is that unspoken thing that probably among that group of friends, no one would ever get to the bottom of, but there is something about showers where you don't want to go. It's just the way it is. And, um, you know, she probably on some level was like, if people really don't want to do this anymore, I am not going to try to force them to do it. Other people that can be for other people. It's no longer for me. Right. Because like a barbecue w- is going to have a higher batting average of people saying they're going to go and actually oh, yeah. going because they're just yeah. going to, you're just going to be, you know, having a beer and talking to some people and there's no yeah. pressure to do all that bullshit and yeah. say whether it's a Kit Kat or a Reese's in the diaper right. or whatever. <laughs> but I thought it would be a, a real shame if she had retired like from party planning in general because she's so great at it. And just because you suffer one bad loss, like a boxer, you know, <laughs> they'll get beat one time and they're like, oh, I've, I'm getting out of the game. I'm retired. It's like, no, you're Sugar Ray Leonard. Of course right. you're going to be back. You know, detached retina be damned. Get back in the <laughs> ring. She just wants to do it for people who appreciate it. And I totally respect that. And, and, um, I hope she fully retired. And if she came out of retirement for any reason, I hope it was for someone whose friends Mm. really appreciated it. Yeah. 
for sure. Because damn, that cake sounded good. What a waste! That and was the whole cold. like you can't resist it theme. Like that's so. She sweet. obviously put so much thought into this. Oh. And I, I don't blame Luke for saying, man, I would have gone to that, yeah. which was cute because then that was how, how they did the whole production Luke, on the air of like, well, let's actually do this then. <laughs> Luke, uh, this was probably one of his sweetest moments yeah. in the history of the show, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. And Sean, too. Yeah. Like, and you know, they were like, oh, the cake is so good. And they played the game and they did well. And Addie was there. Right. It was just, it was a really fun moment. So yeah. they, they were able to, like she said, they were able to make it so that she went out on a high instead right. of a low. Yeah, it I seemed to really perk really her up when he yeah. suggested that they do it on the air. Yeah, it was fun. I do, I do need to bust Luke's chops for saying Roco. <laughs> like he doesn't have time <laughs> to say romantic comedy or even rom-com. <laughs> Roco. <laughs> Yeah, I had never heard that before. I heard because it's not a thing. Oh, That's why okay. you've never heard it before. Yeah, no, I didn't know. Because okay. Luke is pretending he he's up. so important to not have enough time to say rom-com. Well, it made me wonder, is that, is that something they say in Variety or something? Uh, because probably, I know he read that probably. when he was yeah. down there. Maybe they, maybe they use it to save, you know, typeface for their Roco. actual printing. <laughs> yeah, but that was a good one. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Very, very well done. So I'm, I'm glad now that that chick's friends didn't show up because it made some really good ratings. Yeah. <laughs> right, we benefited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to tell our stories now, Meredith. Yeah. So we thought it would be fun to tell our, our worst and our best party stories. And uh, so I'll go first. And I think we should each start with our worst and and finish with our best, mm-hmm. so okay. that we're on a high note. Yeah. Um. So my worst was my 21st birthday. Oh, no. Um, I know. I was born three days after Christmas, so my birthday parties have always been kind of major bummers because everyone's partied out or broke or (laughs) traveling. So I've kind of released desire on ever having a really fun birthday party on my Mm -hmm. birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was kind of the nail in that coffin. Um, So... Uh, as a, as way of a little bit of backstory, I was kind of a wayward teen. I was raised by wolves a little bit, so I didn't have a lot of parental supervision. Um, and I worked at a restaurant as a line cook starting at 14 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I had trouble. a lot of yeah, real big trouble. So I had a lot of older <laughs> friends who were scuzz bags. And so there was a good deal of underage drinking going on. Um, but it was always at like a friend's apartment or in the woods or at the park or something. Um, but despite all that delinquency, I never once snuck into a bar underage because I just didn't need to. Um, it didn't seem worth the risk to me to get in trouble for that. Um, the dummies at the corner liquor store didn't seem to care how old I was. Um, <laughs> so I was always able to get booze. Because <laughs> wow. you were six foot three at about yeah, 12 Yeah, I've years been old, this right? height since I was about 13. And also, uh, my brother sold them all pot. So I think they turned a blind eye. Sure. They knew who I was. <laughs> So by the time my 21st birthday rolled around, I wasn't at the restaurant anymore. I was in college. I had left my job as the line cook and I was working at a hospital, but I was still hanging out with kind of some skeezy weirdos. Um, and so December 28, um, it was 2002, I guess. And I was working second shift at a hospital. And so I left my uh, job for the day and it was about 11 o'clock, I think. And I went to this neighborhood dive bar called Mulligan's and I had told everybody, all these weirdos I was hanging out with, like, hey, come, you know, my 21st birthday, let's go have a drink at Mulligan's. It's this kind of cruddy uh, dive bar down the street from where I lived. And I'd never actually been in there before, despite it being down the street. Um, And so I got there, I 
showed the bouncer my ID all proud of myself. And, and then I kind of walked around and looked for people and I didn't see anybody that I knew. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'm just here first. So I sat down at the bar and I ordered a beer with like no fanfare. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. very uneventful. And I watched a Red Wings game and I waited and I waited and I waited until last call (laughs) and I paid and I walked home. You should have sent out some invitations six weeks in advance. I should have. (laughs) Maybe you would have got one person. If paperless post had existed, I would have done that. Sure. This was 2002. So that was... God. Isn't that awful? Like what a way to have a 20... really awful. That is lame. Yeah. And the weird thing is like everyone's at that bar all the time, every day, which made me think like, okay, are they intentionally avoiding me? Right. What is oh, up with that? Yeah, what it, what occurs to me is like like the first time a guy hits a home run in the major leagues, he comes back to the dugout and everyone like turns their back on him. You know? Like <gasps> really? maybe maybe you're being pranked or something. Yikes. Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Well, I never heard anything about it. It was just sort of a non thing and I was like, Okay, well, um but you know, it, it was a wake up call. I'd, I'm not friends with those people anymore. <laughs> right. Oh my God, lame. Yeah, sometimes when, I mean, when you have situational friends, sometimes that really matters, you know? Yeah. You're like, this is the situation I'm in right now. I need to use people as my friends. You're my drinking friends. Come yeah, on. I know. This is <laughs> what we not do now. You ever paying for a drink on your 21st birthday. I, don't- I know. Ah, boo! Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, I, I kind of think I'm, I'm, I must be a scary person or sc- intimidating or something because not even a strange dude offered to buy me a drink. <laughs> right. No oh. one talked to me. No one came up to me. <laughs> you get a creep. Nope. <laughs> wow. That's nope. horrible. Well, um, my worst party experience um, happened. The night after I tried prescription drugs for the first time, I had Mm. hurt my knee. I dislocated my knee. I went to the doctor and it was uh, too swollen to really diagnose. So they sent me home with um, some prescription pain medication and said, you know, come back in a few days or a week or whatever, and then we'll take the x-rays. And um, I... I took I took the the medicine. Uh, this this was like a couple hours before I was going to go out to a party, and I was in my room reading, studying, and took it. And about fifteen minutes later, I was feeling really great. And I'd always had like a lot of anxiety about social situations. I wasn't bad at them, but I didn't like going to parties. I could meet girls, but it was like you know real nervous making process for me. But I went to that out to that party that night and and felt great and talked to the ladies and and you know it all felt really cool and natural. So I would say that's probably the worst thing that could have happened to me <laughs> was oh. was feeling comfortable on that medication because right. that took me down a long, awful, awful road. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Where were you living at that time? I was in a fraternity. So okay. parties were okay. all the time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I'd lived on my own or lived in the dorms or whatever and I had used pain medication to the one party I went to a week or a month or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you're living in a fraternity, there's a party everywhere every night. So And then you just realize this is how I can cope with this. Yeah. So, oh, wow. yeah. I would never look back. Wow. Chemistry is a bitch, man. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> well, mine, um, 
was um, when my friend at a, at a strange time of year, won a turkey at work, like a frozen turkey. <laughs> oh, I was picturing a live turkey. Oh. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, thank right. God. That would have been even worse. She won a frozen turkey at work and was like, this is so weird. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I was like, well, you can make Thanksgiving dinner at any time of year. And she was like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I was like, I do. And it's like, okay. And um, <clears throat> so I agreed to make this turkey dinner. And, um, wait, wait, Phyllis, you cook, yeah. that's your meal that you cook every year, <laughs> Thanksgiving, right? So this is your, this is a fastball right down the middle for you. Right? I, I totally know how to do this. I, I got this. It is, it is true that, um, these days I only cook once a year and it's Thanksgiving and I know how to make everything. It's uh, like the Olympics of cooking. I know. You got to practice up for that. Yeah. It's for some reason I can actually do it. Yeah, uh, and, she pulls uh, it off. I do. I really do. And, um, and so I, I think I had only done it once or twice or something by this point, but I knew that I knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the problem at all. It went, the food and everything went great. Um, and, um, the weird thing was that somehow my neighbor found out about it and he was an odd person. I lived in an affordable housing apartment building for a decade in Seattle's Belltown neighborhood, which is a very, very expensive over overpriced neighborhood at this point. But at that point, there still were a lot of low and middle income people living there, including me at that point. And um, this guy was, um, he was like, he was one of these guys who I think probably hadn't been able to work for a really, really long time. And you know, certain things atrophy, including like your social skills, (laughs) um, after you, you know, you haven't been Mm -hmm. interacting with a lot Mm -hmm. of people for a while. And so, you know, it was one of those things, you know what, I know how we found out. I remember now we were getting our oven replaced and, um, he was like, um, you ought to celebrate that. And, and I was like, um, well, coincidentally (laughs) we are going to be, and, and, um, yeah, I explained this thing about the turkey and he was like, you know, oh, I'd love to come. I'll bring a oh. side or something, you know? And I was like, okay. And I was with a guy at the time we were living together and we had just been talking about how we needed to be nicer to our neighbors and like we needed to be more social and, mm-hmm. you know, we really have more common, more in common with them than, then we don't. And, you know, we should be hanging out with these people. And so like he had unknowing, unbeknownst to him had been um, striking while the iron was hot. And what happened was it was one of those things where there was, there was too much buildup between the, the time that this all was happening or the time that it was talked about to the time that it was actually happening. And one of the things that happened during the buildup is he kept downgrading what he was going to bring. So he started saying, <laughs> He was going to bring, you know, potatoes and then he was like, I'll bring a salad. Then he was like, I'll bring, I'll bring the drinks. And then he was like, I'll bring some beer. And then that eventually was, I'll bring a beer. And it's like, (laughs) okay, well, at least we had enough time to prepare for it. And so eventually I was like, okay, just like I thought I'm making everything. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I'll make everything. Um, my boyfriend at the time was there. My friend was there and the neighbor came and he came very early and he literally came with a 12 ounce beer Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he then proceeded to divide it into ladies portion and gentlemen's portion. What? Oh boy. (laughs) You can guess which one was bigger. What? Uh, 
my boyfriend at the time did say, uh, come on, A 12-ounce beer. <laughs> a 12-ounce beer. Uh, so it was really know, symbolic. Everyone we knows that's an individual anyway, portion, right? <laughs> the 12-ounce can is the... That is the portion. Yeah, right that is the lady's portion, and the lady who's been doing all the cooking will take oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah. But no, he did. we did let him divide it up, and we were like, okay. <laughs> you know, trying to be nice because that's, you know, like what... He, you know, we just had this talk about being nicer to the neighbors, and that's what he could contribute. We knew that, and mm-hmm. so you know, I just chafed at the division of it into ladies and gentlemen's portion. It's like, okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> the next thing that I remember happening, and this was a long time ago, but I remember that um, he took his teeth out at the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um so that was a bummer for me to see. Um Why? We, it was easier for him to eat with his teeth not in. Okay, did he put him in your jigger of beer? <laughs> oh, thank God. He put them in his own napkin, so you know, fair oh, enough. Classic. Um but then we, there was this courtyard in our building and he was like, let's all go to the courtyard and, and hang out a little bit afterwards. Okay. So we all went down to the courtyard and hung out and he proceeded to read us his terrible writing that was printed in some newsletter somewhere. Aww. And it was like prose and poetry and just the worst of all worlds and was <laughs> terrible. And it just, it turned into one of those things where we were like, how do we end this? Like, we don't know how this is over because he lives immediately next door to us. What are we going to do? Right. Like, and so I remember somehow it just petering out. My friend was able to bone out and be like, man, you know, I'm tired. And it was, it was a bummer because, um, my, you know, like my friend was the one who was making it all okay. (laughs) But, um, then she left and I don't remember how we, you know, wound the whole thing down, but somehow we did. But then it was terrible because the very next morning I heard this bang, bang on my door and I go to the door and he goes, here's your paper, lazy bones. And he was handing me my paper, which, you know, in his estimation, I had not gotten up early enough to retrieve. And <laughs> my boyfriend at the time had to eventually tell him, dog, stand down. Like, this is not, this is not happening. Like, you need to not do this. So our, our big attempt to be all nice to our neighbors just totally Huge fizzled backfire. out. Yeah, it was just <laughs> so lame. We, we felt lame. We felt like we had somehow mishandled it. But then we were like, how could we have... No. How could we have prevented this? We didn't know how. Somebody like that isn't going to pick up on any social cue you're dropping. <laughs> no. You have to just punch him in the face. <laughs> it was really bad. It was awful, 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 awful. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Food was on point, though. Okay. Let's pick it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. Yep. So I, I thought long and hard about my, what my best party would be. Yeah. And and it was tough. Um. Not because I have so many great ones, but because I think my enjoyment of parties is kind of a bell curve shape. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> peaked in my early 20s and mm-hmm. now in my 30s, it's declining at an alarming rate. And uh-huh. But your husband really likes to throw he parties. He loves to have parties. So I guess oh. at this rate, like I'll need to, I don't know, build like a panic room and seal <laughs> yes. myself inside every other weekend when he wants to have a barbecue yes. or whatever. It's not that bad. <laughs> but so this is a party that happened when I was... Um, 22, I think almost 23. Um, and it was when, um, ODB, old dirty bastard died. Oh, 
Yeah. And that was, I looked it up. It was November 13, 2004, and it was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had done a friend purge after that last thing. So I was hanging out with a whole new group of people. Mm-hmm. And um, we learned that he died on that afternoon. And so we just decided to go to a friend's apartment and sit around and just listen to Wu-Tang. And there was a lot of drinking and and other things too. So um, it seemed appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he had a really troubled life. It was hard to tell from him what was showmanship and what was drug abuse and what was mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were just all genuinely bummed and it was nice to sit around and appreciate him and his music as crazy as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it was just a nice, after that whole 21st birthday party, it was nice to hang out with these fun people and it was nice to remember him. And then another reason this party sticks out in my mind is because it produced one of my favorite photos of myself oh. that I've ever, <laughs> and maybe I'll show it to you guys. It's, it's embarrassing. Um, but so perhaps due to all these substances, things turned silly after a while. And one of the guys shook up a bottle of champagne, which if you're not familiar, <laughs> yeah. is malt liquor branded as the poor man's champagne. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's yes. just malt liquor. Yeah. And he jokingly threatened to spray it on me a la every rap video ever. And right. I was like, yeah, you're not going to do that. And so I kind of oh, scoffed no. at him like, come at me, bro. And he opened it and he emptied about half the bottle into my lap. Oh. <laughs> and that was a misfire. Like that's yeah. not where that goes. Right. Um, and even even he seemed surprised that he had done that. <laughs> and, and so I couldn't really do anything but laugh. I knew he wasn't a mean person. He wasn't yeah. trying to destroy my pants. But um my bravery in the face of such an assault earned me this tank top that somebody had made and they drew ODB's face on it, like screen printed it or something and they, by hand. And so I, there's a picture of me standing in a bathtub, fully clothed, wearing that tank top. I'm holding a 40 and I'm looking like I peed my pants. I think I've seen this picture. You probably have. Yes. I think I, and everyone must see this picture. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that Dirt is a fantastic dog. picture because yeah, cause it's bringing you back all of that. Yes. Stuff, yeah. You know. Aww. And you look cute. So, you know. It was very fun. It's a win-win. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the show picture. Yeah, that'll uh, be great. My favorite party was the first party my brother ever invited me to. My brother loves fireworks. To this uh-huh. day, he will go out to the Muckleshoot uh, Reservation and buy hundreds of dollars of, uh, well, technically illegal fireworks once you leave the <laughs> Muckleshoot Reservation. Um. And have a party at his house. And this dates all the way back to, he bought my parents' house because he had a medical settlement. Um, my parents got divorced and, and they, um, went their separate ways and my brother bought the house. So he would have this 4th of July party at my old house. And I think I was 13 and, and he told me I could come. I mean, he didn't Aww. like, I mean, he didn't send me an invitation six weeks in advance. <laughs> but, How uh, much older is he? He's five years older than me. Okay. So he's 18, 19, right. I'm 13, mm-hmm. maybe 14. And I'm, I'm invited to this party that's been going on, I think, for like two years now because he, he bought the house when he was 18 and now I think he's 19. So anyway, the, this, this party was a rager. Like, mm-hmm. um, we had a, um, a churchyard across the street from our house and, um, that's where he would set off all the fireworks. And I figured out pretty quickly, even though, you know, I was enjoying myself because I got to drink beer and smoke a little weed with his friends um, and everyone was being nice to me. I figured out once we started lighting the fireworks while I was there, it's because I was the fastest <laughs> kid 
in the neighborhood. And <laughs> uh, I was so happy to be there that I didn't mind lighting the fireworks and then running mm-hmm. and not seeing them actually explode. Oh. So Cute. I got a lot of exercise that day, but it was like, <laughs> I felt so great finally because me and my brother didn't get along until until right about then is when we started getting along, when I started getting big enough to, you know, kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, just it, it was just a moment in our in my childhood where I finally felt like I was on equal footing with my brother, even though they just needed me to light the fireworks. Oh, well, they planted also, a seed of friendship, and to to this day, my brother's my best friend. Oh, uh-huh. well. Also, if you guys had gotten in trouble, a thirteen year old doesn't get in the same kind of <laughs> yes, trouble. Right. Nineteen year old. I don't know if he thought that through, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Is they'll yeah. they'll just shake their finger. They'll put me in the back of the car for a minute and scare me right. and then send me yeah. on my way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a net gain for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, my um, <clears throat> I'm looking at a picture right now, actually, of, of my best party, too, um, which was the first party that I had after I had met Josh. And um, I met Josh, uh, let's see, about – I met him a couple weeks before his tw- – his 26th birthday and about a month before my 30th birthday. And, um, and I had been planning to have a really big 30th birthday party, which was the last big birthday party I had. Um, I'm 44 now. And, um, I was really excited. I had that same awesome apartment in Belltown and, um, and I decided to rent a karaoke machine and I invited everybody. And not Doug um, though. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> Doug. Isn't that your neighbor, Doug? Oh, I don't even remember that guy's name. You invented a name for him. Doug. I thought the... I heard you call him Doug earlier. No. Uh-huh. What I was his name? That up. <laughs> Meredith, did you hear that? Mm, I don't I don't know. Remember. Yeah, okay. I don't remember that guy's name. No, <laughs> no, but you don't I don't even re- remember his name. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if he was. Why did still... I call him Doug? Did he just seem know. like a Doug to me? <laughs> I'm like, who's I've known some Doug? annoying Dougs. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, yeah, no, go ahead. That, that guy. No, no, he was not invited, <laughs> and I don't remember if he was still living at that point. <laughs> so, um, but I, so yeah, I invited everybody. Like, and you know, I I grew up here, so this was like people flew in for this party. It was mm. sick, man. People from work, like there were. Definitely a hundred people who came to this party in my apartment and, um, and it was awesome and there was food and there was drink and everything. And, um, it was really cool because not only had a lot of my friends not met Josh yet, but some of them didn't even know I was going out with somebody. And so they were like, who's this guy? He seems really nice. And he was so sweet. And I think he was tripped out that I had so many friends. Um, and I got a really bad cold right before the party, but I didn't even care. Um, and I found out because of that, I didn't drink at all. So I remember everything really, really clearly. And, um, and I found out later that people thought I was wasted, but I was just so happy. <laughs> like I didn't have any, you know, I had, I had a little bit of cold medicine right mm-hmm. after everybody left, mm-hmm. right before I went to bed. But that's the only alcohol I had that whole night. And I was singing and I had that like really raspy, like I could really only sing like, you know, kind of like Betty Davis eyes, like that kind of stuff. 
but um, it was just funny to see my friends singing and to see everybody having a good time and, and to see people I hadn't seen in a long time because I actually came to Seattle for my birthday party. So that was the best. Well, Phyllis, there's a thing like when you first like falling in love with someone, there is a, it's like a chemical release that makes you appear to be like goofy. You know, <laughs> I like, guess so. Yeah. You may yeah. as well be drunk. I right, know. I'm right. so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can even see it in this picture. Yeah, how could she be that happy if she's not wasted? That's what the people <laughs> yeah, that aren't yeah. freshly in love are thinking. Like, yeah, or they just totally. assume that you are wasted. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of silly. Oh, yeah, that's... it was good. And I took a lot of pol- – I was in my Polaroid picture phase. And so I took a lot of Polaroids that night. So um, I, I still have a lot of pictures from that that night. Well, that's very sweet. I yeah. think we've, uh, I think we've, uh, done, done it. Um, let's do a little housekeeping, Meredith. Yeah. Okay. So Jeremy has set up this great thing that you may have heard of for, um, for Little Red Bandwagon. If you can go to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon, you can use that and, and bookmark it. That's what I've done. I've bookmarked it and that's just how I get to Amazon now. And what that does is every time you buy something, we get a tiny little portion of your, of your, uh, purchase price. And, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. It costs Amazon. So let's stick it to Amazon. <laughs> There's a button on our website too. You click through there yes. and then just bookmark it from there. Um, we can't survive on Christie's, uh, class action settlements alone. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to do it. You know, $4 and 12 cents at a time, you know, every six months, that's not going to yeah. do it. We need a constant stream of pennies coming in. So that's right. And that's what this does. It's like pen. It is pennies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it doesn't tell us I've, I've managed this before. It doesn't tell us who bought what. So if you want to buy something embarrassing, we won't know. Mm-hmm. Um, or if so you just- do want to brag about something, you bought some large purchase that we're going to get a piece of go to go to our uh, facebook page and tell us all about it <laughs> oh, yeah. if you so buy that's a tesla e- or something yeah well, you, know. you could buy those on amazon right <laughs> <laughs> so that's an easy way you can support us that doesn't cost you anything at all right um awesome. archiving christy was sounded a little depressed during the yeah. last recap um, i couldn't Phyllis, believe can that. you cheer her up a little bit yeah i hope so well first of all so to do to do my participation in the show right now to pick my clips and whatnot, um, I use the archiving project, and um, I know it's great because it's been created by you guys, and I really appreciate it as someone who um, at least once a month has to go and comb through archives and try to figure out what what to present to you to enjoy and to to re-enjoy if you've been a listener to the show for a long time. And it was really impressive the other day when I downloaded a copy of the the archive, the Excel spreadsheet archive that's been created already. And I said, damn, a lot of people have put a lot of work into this thing and it's totally paying off. Um, there were many, many shows that have been summarized um, in great detail. And it was really fun just even to read those summaries and go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that was hilarious. And oh, yeah, I remember when that happened. And oh, I didn't know about that one. And um, and to see the name of the actual person who had done the archiving and to note the style differences among people who archive, it was just really, really fun. So it's already a very, very impressive thing. And the thing that I think Christy probably looks at is um, the gaps. And that is what 
you know, makes her go, oh, man, you know, I, I wish people cared about this as much as I did. And right. I wish people would just finish. And and I totally understand that. But what I also got from it was there are a lot of people who care just as much as Christy does. And they're the people who've made it what it is at this point. And so now we just need to fill in this these gaps. And I can tell you, I would have been able to refine what you heard just now a lot more easily if July 2008 had already been archived by mm-hmm. some wonderful soul or, you know, four souls, um, each just taking a week. And so I will really appreciate it um, for the next person to step up and, and offer themselves or even to just finish what they've already done or what they've already signed up to do. That's, that's what mm-hmm, I need right. to say there. <laughs> and imagine yeah. if you do take this week, um, if you do get this week, you've already got a jump. Because you've already listened yeah, really. to it, right? Skip right I know. Through. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, you got uh, July twenty first, <laughs> two thousand eight, hour one, and uh, July twenty second, two thousand eight, hour two. I think already uh, pretty much documented for you. Sure. So, so yeah, I I I think that you know people want to help Christy out and people want to be part of something successful because ultimately it makes a better little red bandwagon for you just like um going through LRB to make your Amazon purchase makes a better LRB for you because it helps pay for the uh server space which does actually cost money so it's all just feeding into a system that you're already enjoying anyway and then you get to say wow I actually did that I I helped make that happen well Christy we appreciate you, and it's going to be done soon. Just mm-hmm. you, you're just seeing the darkness. We all mm-hmm. see the light, and mm-hmm. we're going to bring you there. Um, how we get involved with the show is you can go to the website, littleredbandwagon.com. You can go to the Facebook page and find us on the Stens page. We're all over there, or just our page. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Our voicemail is 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-82. Eight, five. I've had a great time doing this show today. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, mm, yeah. It's totally and fun. I, I, think that's, I think that's it for today. So, Meredith, you can get us out of here. This is especially appropriate today because <laughs> until next time, this is the next party. Jen, we love you and we want you to keep planning parties. Nailed it.